From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are pleased to welcome in uh, John Bray, who is uh, uh, a local person here who was featured on the cover of the current Catholic Herald, the September-October issue of the Catholic Herald, a very, very moving story about a, a difficult time in in his and his family's life. Uh, John, good day to you. Good day to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, uh, John. Thanks for uh, taking the time to be with us, and thanks for the, I don't know, the, the courage and and goodness uh, in you to, to talk to the Catholic Herald and to be part of that story and uh, to take the time to be with us on the air. Tell us a little bit uh, about your story, about your family. Um, well, it was a it was a rough time. This happened in February. Um, uh, we were supposed to have our daughter. Um, and unfortunately, the day of the baby shower, we had to rush. We had to, uh, we had to be rushed to the hospital. And fortunately, there was no pulse. Uh, so they had to do an emergency C-section and uh, just, just reliving that, reliving that, reliving that time is just—it's, it's something you know. It takes you back, and it really, it really tugs on your heartstrings. And uh, just knowing that you know, we were supposed to have our daughter, and she's not with us still to this day, just is, is really hard for us. And uh, we did, we, we leaned, we leaned into the, uh, you know, to the church. We leaned into our uh, family and friends around us, and um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's just, it's something that. Um, We'll never forget, you know, our daughter. We were able to hold her. Unfortunately, she wasn't there uh, with us, and uh, but you know, we were able to pray for her and and all that. So, um, so your your yeah. your wife Sonia was was what eight months pregnant? Yeah, eight, eight months pregnant. Um, yeah, and uh, and no no complications that you were aware of. No complications at all. Uh, she had a little bit of pain like the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, they think it was because her body was trying to pass the baby. Um, mm-hmm. She was, she had, um, she was had. Uh, I forgot what it's called. What is it called when the baby's coming? Contractions. She was having contractions, contractions. right? Yeah, and um, so yeah, and um, she saw a doctor because we're we're expecting um, uh, a son now. In oh, really? January. Yeah, we've been blessed with that. Um, and so she, we really want to know what happened. We, we didn't get that many answers from the doctors. They, they didn't know, but I guess they did an autopsy and they found that there was an infection in the umbilical cord. Hmm. And now that, that that's what they believe uh, had happened. Uh, where unfortunately there was an infection there and it just stopped, um, you know, providing, you know, uh, right. you know the necessary right. things for the baby. So the, the baby died in utero. And then the the emergency C-section was simply to remove the baby. Yeah, that's correct. Right, and and so yeah, and without uh, obviously you would want want to know. First, you you want to know just to want to know, but also you'd you'd want to know, especially now with another pregnancy, uh, yeah. if there's something that happened that could be prevented this time with that knowledge. Yeah, that, that it's something scary we think about and. I mean, I'm always making sure because for a while there too, um, 
the baby, her, her name is Janessa, um, mm-hmm. Janessa Noni Bray, that was the baby's name, um, that was her name, uh, she wasn't feeling, so Sonia wasn't feeling her, her stomach, she wasn't feeling anything in her stomach for about a week, and mm-hmm. she just thought, oh, maybe the baby's sleeping, and, right. you know, the, she, she even talked to a doctor, the doctor's like, oh, no, you know, just baby's just sleeping, but now that I think about it, it's like, you know, we should have gone to the doctors and maybe got that checked up on, so, mm-hmm. I mean, you know. You, you think about the things that you could have changed, and, and unfortunately, though, it's just, we didn't know. We didn't have any idea. We thought, we thought you know, we didn't have any complications or anything. But. No, and, and, you know, and it's uh, all of us who are parents, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a new experience to us. I know you, had a, you, had a, you have a daughter, Ella, uh, who was, what, five at the time? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, there's... <laughs> There's there's no manual for the day to day today today what's what's normal you know and and every pregnancy is a little bit different and so it's hard it's hard to know with every possible symptom what you should be doing um, but we will certainly pray uh, for a, a healthy son and a, a, a perfect birth. How did Ella handle this? Oh, yeah, that. So my sister came to watch it because we didn't we didn't know. So that night that I that I took her to the emergency room, we thought we were going to have the baby. She was having contractions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the advice nurse is like, "Yeah, come on in and have your baby. You know, she's coming early." And so I called my sister. My sister rushed from the Bay Area because my, usually my 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 daughter would go with my parents, but they were sick at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sister rushed from the Bay Area to come watch her. And they're all, Ella was so excited. Oh, my baby sister's coming early. I'm going to decorate and this, this, and that. And so excited. And that, so the next morning after the C-section, I, 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 I didn't sleep that whole night. I was just, I was, I was devastated. And I had to go and tell, I had to tell Ella. Like, I woke up first thing in the morning, I have to tell Ella. Um, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, and I sat her down, and she just started screaming, crying. Like, she was like, she had no idea what was going on. And. Um, the first few days, she was just really quiet. She was asking me questions about heaven, and mm-hmm. she, she, I, I would, I would. There were some books that we had, you know, for for kids and about heaven. We got those, and I showed her these little YouTube videos of heaven and what happens. Um, you know, she had all these questions, and I, it was a lot of them I couldn't answer, you know, because I was still having questions in my head as well, you know, on what was going on, and um, and then, and unfortunately, she got sick as well. Uh, the same thing my parents had. So she not only was she sick, but she was also going through like this grief process with us as well. So she actually stayed with my parents, and she ended up getting sick, and I was taking care of Sonia over here. And so we weren't really like we'd see her, and, but we didn't want to get Sonia sick because Sonia just had that operation. And right. So, so it, yeah, that that it was really hard not seeing you know my daughter and you knowing that she had all these questions, but at the same time. Um, you know, she, we, we let everyone at her school know what was going on, all the parents, and she she wanted to go back to school. And I, I think, too, just getting back to school, she goes to uh, um, Holy Spirit here in Sacramento right. as well. And they, they're really good. Um, their staff there helped out. Her teacher, Ms. Blocker, was, you know, very understanding of her situation. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, going through, going through that grief process with your daughter, knowing that she's going through that as well, she had this... Um, this little stuffed animal she was going to give to Janessa, you know, when she was born. And we wanted her to bury that with Janessa. Like, oh, you can still give that to her. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't, I don't want to, I want to keep this to, to remind me of her. And I just, and I held it in my arms. And I remember I'm like, oh, like, 
it, it kind of feels like a little baby. And like, she was, you know, kind of like, Oh, this is, you know, my baby sisters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it was very emotional, very emotional time. And when you think about stuff that happened, you know, during that time, you know, all this stuff going on and you think about it now and it's like, Oh wow. It kind of hits you, hits you again. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very brave of you to, to, to come on and, and sort of relive it. Uh, Ella was. It must have been very helpful. The people at Holy Spirit, not at the school, I would think for sure, and also uh, uh, the pastor there, Father Father uh, Bon Rojas. Yeah, he he helped out. He he was there for um, for the funeral. Um, he gave a great eulogy. Um, you know, he, he kind of just made me think about things, and um, I, I know that like he was there to support us. I remember he called us because we 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 couldn't even call anyone. We, it was it was it was tough, but somebody got in contact with him and he called us. And I remember just hearing his voice and said a quick prayer for us. And you know, it, it just the comfort that that they provided just it, it just really helped out. And then also to um, my uh, uh, I'm in the uh, Knights of Columbus as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were there for us. A um, couple members went to the the funeral and they, they even provided us with some 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 money to help out to pay for the funeral as well now that, that was that was just wonderful as well so i mean just just feeling all that love from the community from our our you know our parish community just it was it was great yeah and uh, <laughs> nights are pretty remarkable aren't they yeah they are how, how long have you been a knight um i think two years now uh-huh years and i'm like I'm, I'm one of the youngest ones there and i you know i just i i enjoy it. I, I i like to you know be philanthropic and i like to meet new people as well in the church and it, it's been great so talk about uh steve Patton at catholic funeral and cemetery services oh uh, he was wonderful um he gave us he knew it, they they first they had us go in there and you know we had to talk you know money and payments and all this stuff and he had, somebody else did that, and then he came in, and he's just, he was just so calm, and he was like, hey, I just want to let you guys know, I, you know, I kind of went through something like this as well, and he gave us his story, and then he, he also gave us another story about how somebody had had a heart attack or something like that and was, you know, in a coma, and he saw his his children, you know, that were in heaven, and mm-hmm. he's like, well, you'll, you'll see them again, he's like, I, I, I with my heart, I, I believe that this will happen, and him just saying that, like, just giving us comfort. I mean, like, we were bawling our eyes out, but at the same time, it's like, okay, like, maybe, you know, maybe we're going to see her again and we're going to be able to, you know, embrace her again. And just just him comforting us and then walking us through what was going to be going on with the funeral, you know, and, and setting us up with everything. It was, it was just, just such a great help and such a confusing time and, and, and depressing time. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that he was able to help us and, and, and lead us to, to what we had to get done so what are we now eight nine months later yeah yeah about that do you do you do you talk to your daughter do you in heaven do you pray to her yeah i i, I try whenever we go to sunday mass and after the eucharist i, I sit there and i i I get emotional every time because I know, like, okay, I'm going to talk to her, and even right now, I just, I just feel that, and um, yeah, and sometimes, sometimes it's random. It'll just hit me, and like, I'll just start talking about it, and you know, sometimes we, I, both Sonia and I, will both get kind of emotional about it. Like, she should be here with us, um, 
we have a lot of friends and family who have um, children, and they had a, within within the same month span of, of when Janessa was supposed to be born. It's like, and we hold them and see them, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, like, she should be this size now. You know, she should be doing this now as well, and just just that. It just it just it it kind of it, it, it hurts, um, but at the same time, when when we're able to pray and you know try to think about you know everything happens for a reason. I, I, I remember that. That's when. When Sonia told me she was pregnant again hmm. with our son, I remember the first thing she said, she started crying. She said, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, God works in the ways God, you know, what he, you know, what he has set for us is going to happen. And, you know, we just got to think positive and, and, and take things, take things as a learning experience. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's it's such a difficult story and yet um uh, and again i thought it was just just very very good of you and 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 sonia and ella to 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 share your story and and uh uh let us know that there are a lot of good people out there and a lot of people that are willing to help it doesn't make it go away for sure um but that uh, your daughter will always be with you and um and you know we don't we don't always understand god and we don't always understand why but the, everything happens for a reason and in god's goodness and wisdom uh, um i know i never question his goodness and wisdom and uh, um we certainly pray uh for for your family and for your the upcoming son and uh for for you and uh Sonia and Ella as well. So thanks so much for uh, for joining us, and uh, uh, thanks for for sharing what's happening in your life. And I hope our paths cross again soon. And you're certainly uh, in our prayers. Definitely. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you allowing me to share my story with with your, uh, your listeners. Thanks so much, John. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. God you bless. Too. That's uh, John Bray, and and I'll tell you that that that's a brave man there, and a brave family uh, to come on and, and sort of relive that and uh, uh, if it, you can read the the, the, the story in the, uh, in the in the Catholic Herald he Jonathan says uh, I'm not even questioning it anymore I asking to the silent strength of God trying to learn from this and see how it makes us all stronger as a family and closer to God even in suffering this loss Sonia and, and Jonathan reveal humility vowing to never take for granted the gifts of God uh, Sonia says it's easier to talk about these many months later, but she acknowledges I still have my moments. Jonathan admits I'm an emotional guy and emphasizes their need to be there for each other, to help one another through grieving. He talks about being real with yourself and his time after the Eucharist to pray and to think about Janessa and the precious gift of life. I will never forget Sonia breathes, exhaling the blessing of Janessa knowing she was there, real, a baby, a life that forever changed theirs. So it's a, a difficult story to read, it's a, it's a, um, but it, it is a very faithful story, and it's a story told by uh, Lynette Magnino, who is a, a, a staff writer, very talented staff writer for the uh, Catholic Herald with uh, photos by Steve Sherman, uh, also a very talented photographer. So it's in the September-October issue of the Catholic Herald. We'll take a break. Back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. 
This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. This is James McCormick, President and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thanks, James, for that wonderful introduction, and uh, appreciate that. Well, we're uh, back. We are the Bishop's Hour, and this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, and we're glad to welcome in Paul Starkey from the uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society. Paul, good day to you. Good day, Bob. It's so great to talk with you. Good good to talk with you. Are we talking Notre Dame football again? We're talking all kinds of stuff. First <laughs> of all, we're talking about the Friends of the Poor Walk, the St. Vincent de Paul. I've got a little advertisement for the Red Mass. We're talking about Notre Dame football and that wild schedule we've got this year. <laughs> and all things St. Vincent de Paul, of course. So how about if I start off with that? That's very good. That's very good. Let's talk about the Walk for the Poor, uh, one of which is coming up uh, in your home parish. Right. We've got, this is so exciting. This event continues to grow every year. And it is a primary fundraiser for these conferences throughout the Sacramento Diocese. Mm-hmm. We have a total of nine separate walks this year. Wow. From, from Benicia all the way up to Reading. And this, uh, I'm just going to go through the litany of the conferences because this is amazing. There are more saints than I can, can rattle off. <laughs> well, let's, let's be clear. You're not walking from Benicia to Reading. No, no. Uh, I, I'll be lucky if I can walk around the track at Our Lady of Grace School. But l- just listen to this. This is so amazing. September 21, we've got St. Basil mm-hmm. in Vallejo. Uh, they typically do that with the kids at the school. Uh, a lot of fun every year. Holy Spirit uh, in um, uh, Sacramento, they have their walk coming up on the 20, 
uh, 3rd. Then we have also the 23rd, St. Catherine Drexel in Amador County there in Jackson. Right. And St. Joseph Lincoln on September 23rd. And St. Vincent Ferrer on September 23rd in Vallejo. All up and down the diocese, St. Dominic's in Venetia on September 30th. St. Joseph in Reading on September 30th and our Divine Savior Chico, September 30th. So September is St. Vincent de Paul month. I don't know if your listeners know that, but in this month we have the feast days of both St. Vincent de Paul at the end of the month and Blessed Frederick Ozanam, who is our founder of the society. His feast day is on September 9th, and that is the day of what I call the Big Walk, Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a Metro Yellow District Walk. It's in West Sacramento. It's at Our Lady of Grace Parish. Uh, starts at uh, uh, registration at 8:30. We start the walk at 9 o'clock. And I'm informed we have our permit, so we're good to go. <laughs> and I uh, don't want any trouble with with uh, the West Sacramento police. I'm just kidding, of course. It's it's a wonderful walk. We we also do it there at the school. We hope to have some of the kids involved in the walk in different programs that they can do. Uh, this walk is, is, is really special to me because it's the one that was sort of the first walk at Our Lady Grace that, we, that started all this many, many years ago, and it just continues to grow. And uh, when we say Metro Yolo District, we group our conferences in what we call districts. And so this Metro Yolo District is... Uh, on both sides of the river, Sacramento downtown, uh-huh. and, the, and then uh, Yolo County. And uh, so it, so we have not only Our Lady of Grace, but we're inviting Holy Cross, we're inviting um, uh, Sacred Heart and, and St. Mary's, they're going to be participating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just a wonderful event, and it's, it, it accomplishes so many positive things. For one thing, being out there and walking, people will say, well, what are you doing? And we say, we're walking for the poor. And it just resonates with people to see that, you know, that there are people advocating on behalf of the poor. And, of course, it's a great opportunity for us to, you know, raise funds for this. And, and it, it's not the kind of thing where, you know, you, you do so many laps and you get, you know, $5 per lap. It's just basically dig into your wallets, give as much as you want to give, but the, the fun thing is, it is so easy, Bob, to give. It is so easy. You go online, www.fop, Friends of the Poor, fopwalk.org, and you go to that page. That's the national page. You can see all the events going on. But you can, if you know one of your friends is walking, you type in their name, their page pops up, and you can donate right there on the spot. It's so easy. If you want to donate to St. Basil, you can pull up that, that team as well, and you can, do it, you can do it by church or by person. Very, very easy. And for those of those folks who, and I know they're still out there, they don't like to you know, use that online thing, we accept cash. So at your local, your local conference, yes, indeed, they will take any cash donations. Um, we usually raise uh, anywhere between, and, and it, it varies. It just depends on you know the, the generosity of people and sort of how things come together. But typically, anywhere from a thousand dollars to some some of the conferences can raise up to ten thousand wow. dollars on one day. I know, 
those folks down there at uh, St. Catherine Drexel, they're, they're amazing. The St. Joseph Lincoln folks, uh, they know how to throw a party, and they get lots of people coming out. Uh, but, it, you know, the idea is, is, is to give people an opportunity to donate because that money is being used for 100% direct charity. It's going to pay someone's PG&E or, or uh, you know, utility bill. It's going to pay for someone to have emergency housing. It's, it can be used for, um, you know, keeping people off the streets and keeping them, you know, from being homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those kinds of things that, that we do week in and week out in what we call the home visit. Members of St. Vincent de Paul, they, they go out. Uh, we, uh, you know, people call for help. They can use our helpline on our uh, Sacramento webpage, but oftentimes they, they know to call the parish and they get referred to St. Vincent de Paul. And, you know, we, we call them, we find out what's going on, we see how we can help our neighbor in need. We actually go out to their home and make those, those home visits uh, if we're invited to do so. And, um, you know, I just read in the paper just, just today that, that there's still food insecurity. People with all the rising prices, people that are, you know, that are on the margin and poor, they cannot afford to buy groceries. And that's one of the things that we do. We we are that emergency net where where all those food programs that are out there, if they if they haven't reached somebody, you know, we have food closets, we have clothes closets. Uh, of course, our wonderful thrift store. We have right. uh, you know the ability to help people that way. But the the thing about this walk that is so amazing is it is throughout the diocese of Sacramento. Everybody can contribute. It's easy to go online, and every single penny is worth is just worth its weight in gold for us right now because we're coming up to that time of year again where there will be a lot of other fun drives. You know, there, in Thanksgiving and Christmas, there will be lots of fun drives, but we're getting ready now for what we know will be, you know, a lack and people will be in need. So we're trying to fill our own food closets and, uh, you know, uh, just get ready for that. So we, we plan ahead, Bob. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, that's it, just a remarkable amount of money. You know, you talk about food insecurity. We occasionally talk with uh, Blake Young at the uh, Sacramento Food Bank and Family Services, and I guess just Sacramento Food Bank now. And he, he says, yeah, food food insecurity is very real in, in the Sacramento area, here in the breadbasket of the world. Uh, it's Food insecurity affects... Uh, tremendous number of people it, it's hard to believe but when when you you know when you have limited funds you're trying to you know pay all the bills um you know um just just a tiny thing like an in, increase in gasoline which yep. we're seeing right now uh the increase in food across the board those things you know that that's an increase that that you have to meet somehow and so um the, the role of providing food security for St. Vincent Paul is very real. You know, the other thing, too, we do is, it's just amazing to me, is, is the disaster relief we do. That is continuous right. and ongoing. Um, it's interesting. St. Vincent Paul is a, is a international society, and our disaster relief coordinator, Julie Deedline, she is sending us messaging about, you know, who needs help and what you can do and how you can respond. And 
we have been able to respond to our Vincentians in in in, in Hawaii. Wow! You know, and and so they those folks you know suffered that fire. They got a very very small conference, but Bob, they are on the ground and they are they are trying to help their own folks over there. Boy. It's just amazing. So we have this international network where you know they reach out and we say, okay, you know we're we're going to try to help. So. It's an amazing thing. But for these walks for the poor, I want to be really clear. That money stays in the community. Mm-hmm. So when St. Basil, those, those wonderful little kids are raising that money, that stays right there in the Vallejo community. Uh, same thing with St. Uh, Catherine Drexel in Amador County. Uh, uh, they serve multiple parishes in that area, as you know. Right, they do, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a rural area. And that's another thing that's interesting, I think, about this. When I talk about the, the need throughout Sacramento Diocese, you know, we have rural counties that we're serving. We have, you know, downtown Sacramento, you know, the big city sort of thing. Uh, you know, all types of different kinds of poverty that we're dealing with. Um, and that's the beauty, I think, of St. Vincent de Paul, that it's local and that the people are of the community and they're serving in the community and they know the needs of the community. So uh, it's, it's just amazing. It's that very Catholic principle of subsidiarity. Yep, very much so. And it's, you know, to, to do, um, I think it was Blessed Frederick said, do a little good. Do a little you know, good, yep. Do a little good and, and you know, uh, right at home, in your community, what can you do to help? And, you know, I always say this. I mean, I just have just tremendous appreciation and gratitude towards all the people in our parishes who reach into their pockets and help us uh, either with Fifth Sunday collections or direct contributions. Uh, and they're part of our effort. You know, they, just just like we're going and doing those home visits, uh, going out to, you know, uh, provide uh, lunches and, and other meals to people that are hungry, you know, they're right with us. We could not do it without that support. So we're always grateful for that. Um, and then I will also mention our wonderful bishop. Uh, he is so supportive of our efforts, and uh, he's just impatient, Bob. <laughs> bishop Soto is impatient because he wants us to do more. You know, every every time I see him, he say, this is good. Do more. <laughs> so, uh, and, and we try. We try. So do, do you, are you also inviting people to walk? Oh, absolutely. If people want to show up, uh, you know, please come to these different events. When you go to the, the website, again, it's really simple, FOP, Friends of the Poor, FOPwalk.org. You can find the different walks, and you can link to those and get all the information. And... I just found out, looking at our own website here in Sacramento, if you just type in your search engine, St. Vincent de Paul, Sacramento, you'll come up to our website, the the Diocesan Council website, and there on the front page, they have programs and events. There's a drop-down box, and it says all events. And lo and behold, the, the miracle of the year, the walks are listed. Oh, wow. With with links, you know, so you can go right to the walk, find out the information, where it is, when is it, uh, who to contact, and of course how to don- donate. So it's very simple, 
And, uh, you know, I would say the more the merrier. You know, if, if people, if it turns out, you know, on, on a Saturday morning, you know, you, you, you can make one of these events, you know, please do. We welcome everybody. It'd be wonderful. Um, although I have to tell you, it is cutting into my Notre Dame football schedule. Well, uh, that's, that, that's what I was wondering. It's on a Saturday in the fall. I mean, what's the matter? Well, they don't coordinate this with me, but I, but I have to tell you, okay, so I'm looking at the Notre Dame football schedule, and, you know, we, we played in Navy. That was a fantastic game in Ireland. Right. And, and then uh, uh, last week. Tennessee State. Tennessee, and, um, you know, that, that, that's an amazing program they have at Tennessee and stuff. But, but, the, but Bob, the upcoming game um, on September 9th is the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Yes. And and all I'm saying, I, and I'm just reading it on the website, okay? It says ND favored to win. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna do the walk, I'm gonna tape the game, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch it after that. But I will tell you, um, there are some tough games coming up. We got uh, the Buckeyes, Ohio State right. of course. Uh, the Trojans are back in full force. We've got the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, and then, of course, uh, 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 Stanford. Stanford's and, on there uh, somewhere. Stanford's cupboard, cupboard is a little bare this year. but A little bare, but I'm glad because they're the last game of the year and we're going to celebrate when we beat them. Yeah. Um, but we've got to get to the Clemson Tigers first. Oh, so. oh my gosh. <laughs> it's an incredible Oh, schedule, by the way, know. Clemson. <laughs> Yeah, the, you know, on all the history too. I mentioned I mentioned Navy, and then uh, we're playing the the Duke Blue Devils again this year. Um, you know, just just a lot of rich uh, football history and all of that. Notre Dame now plays what six ACC games, something like that. Yeah, it's 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 picking up, and it's it's um, and it's a varied schedule, you know, and and uh, like I said, it. Some of these games will be, you know, lighting candles and saying prayers in the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, others will just be saying prayers of appreciation. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Paul, um, you are a Notre Dame grad. Many, many years ago, Bob. <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> the class of 76, and it just pains me to say we're coming up on a 50th reunion. Um, just, uh, just an amazing group of people. You know, that was my when I started Notre Dame. That was the first year Notre Dame went co-ed. A lot of women, yeah. And yeah. Uh, never looked back, and it's been it's been great. I uh, talked to somebody the other day who had been to a fiftieth uh, high school reunion, and they said they were really glad that everyone had name tags. <laughs> <laughs> I was recently at my high school reunion and had the same feeling. That's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> you? You can't say that. You have to say you haven't changed a bit. Exactly. Yep. So hopefully, you can remember who they are eventually. <laughs> That's right. I but, do, uh, you just do a lot of how you doing? How you been? <laughs> if you don't know who it is. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's uh, this is an active time of the year for us. Uh, Same thing to the Paul. This is the September is the end of our year. Believe it or not, we, we wrap it all up this in, in September again. It's the the feast day of, of, of St. Vincent de Paul at the end of the year, or end of the month. And then October 1, we start over into our new year, and, you know, we will have elected, you know, in some cases, new officers, and so there's a lot of training to get done. 
but one of the things we do uh, every year in December is, is we have our top hat dinner. Yes. And uh, uh, it's turned into the top hat luncheon because we moved it from an evening affair to a luncheon uh, affair. And uh, I think you and I first met at a top hat dinner. Either that or, or the benefit of the poor. I can't remember. It was. Um, I think it was over by the giant shrimp on the buffet. <laughs> you would have found me at the dessert line. You know that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's coming up and looking forward to that. They, I can't talk about the benefit of the poor, but they've already got a date scheduled. Do you uh, already? For, usually yeah, usually in the spring. That, it's going to be the fourth, fourth Friday in April, and okay. uh, looking forward to that. Um, and then I have one other commercial for your for your audience, uh, the Red Mass. Have you talked about that yet? I'm sure you. We have, have a, we have a little bit, but uh, not not extensively. Yeah, this is this is an, uh, just a wonderful event. It's gonna this year. It's gonna be Monday, October 23rd, uh, 5:15 at the cathedral. Uh, it, it's called the Red Mass because it is it, it has a history that goes back to the, the 13th century, and it was a mass. To bring together um, the, the judicial, you know, the judges and the lawyers, and to invoke the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and so hence it's that's you know all the vestments are in red and everything, and high mass, and, and so they call it the traditional red mass. It is celebrated throughout the United States, right. not internationally. Uh, typically, it's associated with the first week in October when the U.S. Supreme Court. Has, has its opening. Right. Um, but this year we, we are on October 23rd. Um, it's just a beautiful Mass, of course, in our cathedral, so gorgeous in our choir, uh, followed by a reception dinner. And every year there is um, someone is honored with the St. Thomas More Award. Right. And um, so I can't talk anymore about that because it's still under wraps. Well, and but every year we, we are lucky enough to get to interview the St. Thomas More Award winner right here on the Bishop's Hour. Right. And, and it's always uh, such an inspiration to meet these people. It, you know, it, it is. It just is. They're, they're, uh, the recipients of this award, um, except for myself, <laughs> are saints. <laughs> um, one, year, you know, one year I somehow got into the mix, and uh, I, I think it was because of, of all the wonderful things that St. Vincent de Paul was doing, but um, putting me aside, everyone else truly is, they're just amazing, amazing people. Um, but this is an opportunity, too, to, um, you know, whether you're in government or in the legal profession, or if you're just interested in, you know, you know attending this Mass, I would, I would really encourage it. It's just a, it's a beautiful Mass. Right. Um, and then the reception afterwards is 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 always nice. That's a that's a, a gathering of folks. And uh, as your audience probably has been told, we're always looking for sponsorship opportunities. Oh, very good. So uh, you know, go to the Diocese of Sacramento to their to their web page. Uh, you know, type in Red Mass, and you'll find all the opportunities. Um, this is really a, a pitch to any of your listeners that are in law firms. This is an excellent opportunity for law firms to, you know, step up, support this, um, and uh, you know, and get a little recognition too. Uh, and it's an opportunity to, you know, bring some of the, you know, the attorneys in the firm. You know, the, um, you, you know, if you do a sponsorship, you get so many number of reserve seats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's real it's it's really nice so uh just would encourage people to to think about that to learn about it um and again if if you're in the legal community uh everyone is welcome to the to the red mass this is not you know of course it's it's a catholic mass but it, it's it's an open invitation to anybody in the in the in the legal profession uh anybody any any judge you know anybody in government you know to come and get the benefit of you know the invocation of the holy spirit so it's i i just love it it's beautiful every year it is a beautiful beautiful mass and uh, i've seen many non not non-catholics uh, uh, there uh, many times and uh, the the dinner i presume is at the sutter club again yes it is and uh, sort of immediately following, and it's an easy walk from, you don't have to park twice, it's an easy walk from uh, the cathedral. Absolutely, very easy. Um, and again, so anyone who's interested in this, they can go to the Diocese of Sacramento, the website, type in Red Mass, and all the information is there. Um, but again, if you're in the Sacramento, you know, downtown area, um, I would encourage you to, to stop in. And what's really interesting, because I... Uh, I don't know why, but every year I, I they let me be the usher. Okay, so I'm standing at the front door and I'm handing out uh, the the liturgy aid that we, that we mm-hmm. will, you know give out to people that come and stuff. And um, you know people come to the cathedral all the time, you know, sure. and and they never you know they never walk through those doors and stuff. And it's their first time visit and stuff. And and I tell them, yeah, come on in. <laughs> you know, this is. It's not what we usually do, but you know, it's you know, come on in and and, and you know, attend the mass. So, um, yeah, everyone is welcome. It's a, it's a beautiful very, event. Very, very good, very good. And and the the dinner is always a a joy. Uh, sometimes very inspiration, always very inspirational, and sometimes just a lot of fun too. All, uh, always, I hope it's going to be fun. Yeah. We, we want to have that that uh, you know that fellowship among us. It's very important. Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, so, uh, again, one more time, how to donate to uh, the Friends of the Poor for the, the Walk for the Poor. Oh, thank you. The, the easiest way is to go online, fopwalk.org, fopwalk.org. That will bring you to the site, and donating from there is very simple. You can uh, there's a box where you can search by state. You can put in California. All the walks show up. The easier way is to go in there, and uh, on the very front page, you can donate. It lets you donate by either the walker or um, the, the the team. So, um, but very, very easy. Oh, and by the way, I, I will do a little commercial. Uh, if you're at a loss for who to donate to, mm-hmm. uh, our team is the Graceful Walkers. Okay. Graceful walkers. <laughs> I'm I'm making a note of that right now. I'm going to get in trouble from the rest of the walks. They're going to say, "Paul, you're not supposed to do that." I, <laughs> I know, but it's just so. I just I just think it's so funny that Our Lady of Grace has the graceful walkers. So. Very good, a fellow Yolo Countyan. Yes. Yes, indeed. And your walk right. will not be at. Our Lady of Grace Church, but at Our Lady of Grace School, which is not connected to the, I mean, it's part of the church, but it's not physically connected to the church. Correct, and and good point. If you come to Our Lady of Grace Church, you have three miles down the road to go. <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's on it's on Linden Avenue, and um, 
Again, all the directions are there online, and you can find that. But, yeah, don't go – well, always go to church. But You're right. For, for the walk, go to the school. Right. Very good. Paul, always always a joy to talk with you. And, Same, Bob. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, the this walk raising just all sorts of money. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank Paul. You. Yeah, Bye. God bless. That's uh, Paul Starkey uh, from the St. Vincent de Paul Society and uh, the – the Friends of the Poor Walk, uh, a great annual event here uh, in the month of September. And uh, again, those uh, a lot of dates uh, The uh, at Our Lady of Grace School on uh, Saturday the 9th, this coming Saturday, at uh, St. Basil in Vallejo on the 21st, which is a Thursday, Holy Spirit uh on the 23rd, St. Catherine Drexel and Jackson on the 23rd, St. Joseph and Lincoln on the 23rd, St. Vincent Ferrer and Vallejo on the 23rd, our Divine Savior in Chico at 9.30 at Bidwell Park, Caper Acres at 9, uh, and then uh, uh, St. Dominic at, and on the 30th, and St. Joseph in Reading. Uh, St. Dominic and Benicia on the 30th of September and St. Joseph in Reading on the 30th of September. We'll take a uh, quick break back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Zero, zero. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. 
We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. Hi, I'm John DeGuinness, retired sheriff of Sacramento County, and you're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, Sheriff McGinnis, uh, for all you do and have done uh, here for our great Sacramento County. The Ministry Days is coming up. On the 22nd of September for teachers and, and others uh, uh, here in the diocese. And then for the, all the rest of us, Saturday the 23rd, all at St. Francis Catholic High School, 5900 Elvis Avenue, right here in Sacramento. The theme this year is Real Presence, Real Life. And uh, it's going to be a, a great gathering up to up to about a, a thousand Catholics um, uh the statement from their from the brochure says we're excited to invite all of you to join Bishop Soto and ministry leaders from all over the diocese to ministry days Friday and Saturday September 22nd and 23rd at St. Francis High School here in Sacramento that's a great way to move on into the fall of 2023 this year's event features excellent keynote speakers workshops masked with Bishop Soto excellent resources for your ministry and an opportunity to network with colleagues in ministry from all over the diocese. Truly, all 20 counties will be represented here, uh, no doubt, at Ministry Days. Friday features a formation and networking day for all the faculty and staff of our Catholic schools, and a retreat day in English and Spanish for parish staff, teams, or individuals. Friday evening, our young adult ministry team will host a Theology on Tap event for young adults. Saturday features a day of formation for all Catholics involved in ministry with a keynote presentation and over 30 different workshops in both English and Spanish. This year, as the National Church continues the Eucharistic revival, our theme is Real Presence, Real Life with Open Hands. As Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today I must stay at your house. Through the Holy Eucharist, Jesus offers to come and dwell with us, to remain with us so that we will remain with him. With open hands, we receive the Lord Jesus and so dispose ourselves to receive with open hands our brothers and sisters. And then uh, throughout the, uh, you, you can uh, go online to, to read all about Ministry Days and the uh, keynote speakers uh, as at Ministry Days uh, 2023. All faculty and staff of Catholic schools will enjoy an in-service day of challenge, prayer, growth, and dialogue. The uh, day will include a beautiful Eucharistic liturgy with homily from Bishop Soto and music from Rodolfo Lopez, keynote from Father Agostino Torres, uh, lunch, time to, to visit the vendors, and a grade-level talk on the theology of the body. Uh, among the keynotes, Catherine Angulo, Program Director, Thriving and Ministry Initiative at the McGrath Institute at Notre Dame in uh, South Bend, Indiana. 
Father Agostino Torres, president at Corazon Puro and a national Eucharistic preacher. Rodolfo Lopez, a composer, recording artist from the Oregon Catholic Press. And Armando Cervantes, the director of youth and young adult ministry and Hispanic ministry in the Diocese of Orange. So an, an awful lot of uh, uh, great, uh, great things for, for those who are involved in ministry. Uh, you're invited on the uh, 23rd as well to uh, join for a day of, of challenge, prayer, growth, and dialogue by parish staff, ministry teams, and individuals. Uh, they're offering two retreats on the same day, one in English, one in Spanish. Uh, just uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff on the 22nd and the uh, the 23rd. And I'm looking at the, the brochure with all the... Uh, the workshops, the theology of hospitality. We were fortunate uh, to talk with uh, the uh, presenter, Clarissa Chichioko. Uh, hospitality means welcoming others into our homes. In the case of youth ministers and confirmation coordinators, it means welcoming youth into God's home. In this presentation, youth ministry leaders will learn about how hospitality is less about the space and more about the gift of self. And a, a wonderful, uh, again, uh, teacher. Uh, and the uh, other workshops, uh, sensory-friendly celebrations for persons with disabilities. This, this is a really vital workshop uh, be presented by, by Anna Barasa, opening with an awareness prayer. This session focuses on making the celebration of the Holy Eucharist and reconciliation accessible to persons with disabilities and their families. Discover how to implement sensory-friendly accommodations in your parish so every person has a meaningful participation. Learn about valuable resources available to prepare sensory-friendly Eucharistic celebrations and reconciliation services. Uh, Rex Rolanka, who's the, uh, uh, ministry, uh, the music director at the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament, director of the Cathedral uh, Music, will give his guidance on selecting music for adoration and for exposition. Uh, passing on the faith, a catechist privilege with uh, Father Bong Rojas. Uh, one of the privileges we have as Christians is to be able to pass on the faith, especially to the younger generations. It is a gift to accompany and guide our brothers and sisters on this path of discipleship. This session will look at some practical ways to pass on the faith and encourage others to become witnesses of Christ. And these, these workshops are all broken up into classroom uh, settings uh, at St. Francis, and you get to pick uh, several of these workshops that you uh, can attend. Uh, engaging the parents, another very, very important uh, thing in this time of, time of the time and, and place, I'll tell you, uh, the church recognizes parents as the primary catechist for their children, but many families do not practice their faith at home. As catechists and catechetical leaders, it is our responsibility to engage the parents so that they are fulfilling their obligation to their children. The parents can be engaged in a variety of ways, but most importantly, they need to be catechized and evangelized themselves. We will focus on forming families, how we can make sure the parents understand the role in their child's faith formation and what we can do to support them. We will also discuss some practices parishes can incorporate to involve the parents in their child's faith formation. Again, that will be uh, presented by uh, Carlos Proano. So uh, Joseph uh, Neufable, 
We'll talk about the heart of an evangelist. You're called to be an evangelist, and God will give you everything you need to be one. Is your heart ready to receive everything that Jesus wants to give you to share him with your friends and family? This workshop, so important, will be for anyone who wants to develop their identity as an evangelizing Catholic, catechists who want to develop the ability to teach from the heart of the gospel, or leaders looking to pivot ministry toward evangelization. Those are just... uh, some of the workshops, another one uh, from Ray Almanza from the Concluding Rights to Mission, empowering us to build a more just world. Justice is a prerequisite for the Eucharist as well as an integral part of what is practiced in Mass, culminating with the Concluding Rights, our call to build the kingdom and live out what we have rit- ritualized in the liturgy begins with the dismissal where we are sent forth to go in peace glorifying the Lord by your life. In this workshop, you'll learn how to live out the universal call to mission. There are just so many of these uh, great workshops. Uh, The the first session of workshops uh, runs from 11 to noon at Ministry Days, and the second session runs from 1.15 to 2.15. Again, and workshops are in English and Spanish. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless. To the cross I look And to the cross I cling Of its suffering I do drink Of its work I do sing On it must save you and crushed Showing that God is love And God is just At the cross you beckon me You draw me gently To my knees Reconciled